Hello and welcome to the GFSB Business Podcast. I'm your host, David Rogliade. If this is the first time you're tuning in, then thank you. Remember, you can catch up on all episodes so far on your favorite streaming service. If you're a regular listener, then welcome back. Each episode of the GFSB Business Podcast features an interview with a different leader from across Gibraltar's business community. This week's guest is Shimona Kaut, the Chief Operating Officer of gambling giant Playtech. Playtech is one of the many gaming companies that now call Gibraltar home, and it has experienced major growth over the last decade. Shimon joined Playtech a decade ago, in around 2011, and during that time has seen major changes within the global gaming sector and here at home in Gibraltar too. I met Shimon at his office at the World Trade Center and started by asking him about his experience before joining Playtech. The Gibraltar Federation of Small Businesses is a non-profit organization that exists to help small businesses start, grow and thrive. Get all the info at gfsb.gi. So Shimon, thank you for your time today. Pleasure. Thank you for having me. Tell me what were you doing up until joining Playtech in 2011? Well, if you are asking me about my early days, I mm. was, uh, you know, I tell everybody I was always a really hardworking student. I was, you know, one of those uh, probably nerd students that always you know, did their homework, made sure they, they never went to sleep without finishing everything for the following morning, always loved physics, loved anything that has to do with sciences, and uh, grew up in Israel. Mm-hmm. But we did spend uh, two and a half years in relocation in the U.S., okay. and I think that gave uh, myself, my family, a lot of boarding up of you know your 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 mental state in the sense of opening your mind to see other cultures, other locations, other people. Mm. Obviously, fast forwarding many 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 years, probably part of the reason that we came here as a family. Mm. It was easier on that. But back then, as a child, we went to uh, New Jersey, U.S. My mom was uh, going through her uh, postdoctoral at Rutgers University in New Jersey for uh, biology and hard research, and um, that's where we that's where we grew up. Part of uh, the love to the to the gaming industry came from the fact that we were so nearby to Atlantic City, and we were traveling there on the weekends. And mm-hmm. my father had some affinity to it, and it's over there that you get this all this shining and clinging and the atmosphere and and love to the entertainment and mm-hmm. gambling industry and the sector as a whole. And um, later came back to to Israel, did the army. And like many, like everybody else, for a couple of good years, and then went ahead to to study law. Had my law degree. Had a lot of thinking: what should I do in life? But there's always an advantage of studying law because um, it builds you up properly to kind of be able to do your own business and negotiate going forward. It also teaches you a lot of things. In that sense, gives you a lot of basic knowledge and understanding of how business is being handled. Mm-hmm. Right, and then you can go about and do what you had. Mm-hmm. Actually, a lot, at least fifty percent of my friends that have graduated with me from law did not go on and practice law. And we've all done the bar, mm-hmm. so we all done our stage. We worked as lawyers for a short while to to complete mm-hmm. that. We all got our license, and um, but then at least fifty percent of us, again for my checks, went on not to become a lawyer, but actually to to kind of use that to help mm-hmm. them in their career and in in their mm-hmm. uh, path forward, and then. One weekend, we were sitting all the friends together, and a friend of mine, she tells me, you know, Shimon, I know you love computers. Why don't you go to that? There's a big IT company in Israel called MDocs, and they were doing, I don't, I'm not sure what the proper word for it in English is, but they were doing those conversion 
courses. Okay. So they will take you. So if you really have a love for physics and math and science in high school and you got really good grades mm. and you've done your degree, it doesn't matter which one, mm. in that case, law, they will invest about half a year in you and they will teach okay. you just how to be a software engineer. And I've done so. And, and in fact, the following week, I was already an employee of the Amdocs. And that's how I started my career in, in, in what I really love, which is, which is technology. And uh, became a you know, software engineer, Java, C, C++, Java, later on a team leader and so on. And that was kind of a, of the way forward. And after that, had a lot of uh, dealings with uh, gambling. There was a big betting shop. In Israel, I was already uh, working uh, from quite a relatively young, young age in that sense. And um, so got a lot of experience there in that. And, and finally, as you mentioned, just before coming to Playtech, it was actually a lot of experience in, in gaming and mm-hmm. a lot of experience in software engineer. Mm-hmm. And then I just felt that I found the perfect place in Playtech because obviously it's a combination of technology mm-hmm. and gambling. Mm. which is, it feels like exactly like my place. Well, that's an impressive CV. (laughs) So for the benefit of of those listeners who may not know Playtech, can you tell me a little about its origins and development to date? Yeah, of course, sure. Playtech was established in 1999 or 2000 by a very, you know, by a very strong and smart entrepreneur called Teddy Sagi and two more founders, uh, mostly in Estonia. It came to serve the fast-moving, fast-growing online gambling market. So up until about 2000 and the, and the high-tech bubble, if you mm-hmm. remember of this time, uh, all the gambling in the world was done in brick and mortars, in land-based industry. So everybody wanted to do anything, mm-hmm. had to go to a shop or a casino or anywhere, you know, fill the chips, see the people, mm-hmm. you know, it's a social event, it's entertainment, it's part of the industry. And gradually... You know, alongside Amazon and books and e-commerce and more, obviously came also gambling. So Playtech grew up in that time, started to develop code and technology to support operators in their online gaming operations and through a lot of really hard work over a decade. So between 2000 and 2010, it grew up to be one of the leading software suppliers for the gambling industry uh, as a whole. I joined, as you know, in 2011, and by then, when I joined, Platic was already a leader in its market and and its industry, and the portfolio of products of what we do goes anything from from slot machines to table games to poker to bingo, so there's a wide variety of range of products that we supply within within Platic to the whole industry. Okay, thanks. And since you started in 2011, you've been in senior leadership throughout some of the company's strongest growth internationally what's that experience like well first lots of fun <laughs> lots of fun lots of pride lots of um, really joy while doing that lots of passion again ever since i was a, i was a kid the way for me to do things is always strive to be excellent you now for us the, the the enemy the enemy of of excellent is actually good right if you're happy with good mm-hmm. you will never be excellent it's, it's not bad to be good, right? by definition, it's good, right? But you can never really be excellent if you're happy with good. Always, whatever you do, try to be the best in what you do. The way to do it, you know, you need to work hard, you need to work smart, you can never be lazy. You need to build a really good team of people around mm. you. You need to empower them. Mm. The better the team is, the better the managers, the better the people you work with, the more diverse the team is. Right. The more you empower them, you know, the more you invest in them, the better are the results. And every time you build something and do something properly, 
just gives you lots of lots of joy. Leave the fact the numbers look great. Mm. It's, mm. It's, it goes even beyond that, right? It mm. goes into the joy of, of making something happen. Mm. And throughout the years, especially the last 10 years, there were a lot of changes that had to happen. Mm. And every time you, you pull through, you look at the market trend, you look at the industry, you understand what you need to do, you convince everybody where you should go. Everybody follows that. You execute upon that. And then you get the business to go in the right direction and the numbers look good. Mm. Fantastic feeling. Mm. Keeps you going all the time. Great motivator, right? Yeah, yeah. Playtech was one of the biggest gambling firms moved operations to Gibraltar. Uh, why was that? Oh, that's a spot-on question. People ask me that a lot. So we did decide about almost six years ago that we should have an operation center huddle up together because uh, up until then we had bits of operations scattered all across Europe and we still have a lot of offices all across Europe. But what we wanted to do, what I wanted to do, is make sure that operations can work from a, from a single place. Mm. And there were a few candidates. Back then, Petco was still an Isle of Man company. Okay. And now we are a UK most, uh, in, in terms of domicile. And there were other opportunities and other options. All of them fine and fantastic. But when I came here to Gibraltar, the regulator, the business community, the whole market here was so accommodative that it was the obvious and right choice to come and open the operations center here in Gibraltar. Not to mention that most of our partners, licensees, customers were already situated and working here from Gibraltar. So it just made a lot of sense to come to a place where you can see the business growth, where everyone from the business community to the regulator support that growth and your customers are right here next to you so you can form much better, much more personal relations with a much more trusted relations, closer work relations with all your partners, licensees and customers. So it just made sense coming here. And least, last but not least, they speak English here. So it's, big, it's, always, it's always a big benefit for us in that sense. Brilliant. And no, no mind the weather as well, right? <laughs> the weather is fantastic. Can't complain. <laughs> so what's your take on Gibraltar in general? Is it still an attractive jurisdiction, do you think, for firms to relocate to or base here? I think Gibraltar has made huge strides forward in the last 10 years in terms of everything. We have a lot of people coming here saying, wow, last time I was here in Gibraltar was 10 years ago. It's just unbelievable what had happened in terms of everything that's happening here, the business, the, mm. you know, the, 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 the tall rising buildings, the, 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 the community, everything that happens here. But I strongly believe that this is just the beginning for the Gibraltar. I think Gibraltar will continue to grow and evolve and develop and become a huge, fantastic, strong hub for business, not just now, but also in the future, and not just for the few industries that are kind of the hub for now, but for many other industries mm. that can develop. And I think that a lot of it is, again, thanks to the really to the regulator and the business community here that are always very forward-thinking mm. and very accommodated to new businesses mm. coming into Gibraltar. So if you ask me the growth that we've seen in the last 10 years will definitely continue to happen also in the next 10 years. Now, obviously, the whole market is a trend can go into some kind of inflation, recession, whatever we see in the last few months. And obviously, with interest rates going up, things may go a little bit slower or that. Nothing always you know, just goes up all the mm. time. But if you look fast forward again 10 years, I'm willing to bet that Gibraltar will continue to grow, develop and be mm. dominant. And not only in the sectors we see today, but in many other sectors as well, there is no reason not to. It has all the fundamentals, all the essentials to succeed. The GFSB Business Podcast is sponsored by Gibraltar International Bank.
So, Shimon, tell me a bit more about your involvement in the Digital Skills Academy here in Gibraltar. What we're doing is we're running here in Gibraltar together with the Digital Skills Academy. We're running a Microsoft course, right? So it took us a very, very long time, like almost a year, year and a half of work together with my CIO here in Playtech, HR, some commercial people to get Microsoft. And in the beginning, we were going for Microsoft Israel, then Microsoft UK, then we went to Microsoft Spain. We found a really um, an amazing instructor, does it both in Spanish and English, right? He's coming and we're running a digital course. And the purpose of that is to thank young men and young women, right? Who are, let's say, less happy with where they are in life and they have the love for computers or science or math, and they want to maybe change wherever they are in life today into the high-tech world, into the technology world, right? And from there, you know, we open the door for you. And then from there, sky's the limit. Because once you go into this office yeah. and you're a tech guy or tech girl, yeah. anything can happen. You know, you can become a manager yeah. like I am. You can decide to just stay an expert you know, software engineer or software developer. Now, that course is specifically for Microsoft network managers, yeah. right? We put a lot of love into it, a lot of money, a lot of investment. It's a very hard course. Yeah. You will need to learn a lot of things. You will need to work hard, yeah. come with passion, yeah. be excellent. But we already have guaranteed work for most of the people that will join the course. It's not a huge course. It's about 12, again, girls and boys that will be joining the course. Yeah. With almost guaranteed work to all of them. Probably I can guarantee work to all of them, but we need to make sure that they're excellent. And I think really it's for me a little bit giving back to the community together again with Stuart from the Digital Skills Academy, which is amazing. It's just amazing in how they do things. And and it all started with the regulator supporting us. And I have to say that again, the industry here, people, some funds, the regulator, everybody's so supportive. It's just unbelievable. So back in Israel in the days it was done by corporates, by businesses. Here it's more done by funds and help and, and, and the government, but it's a really it's a fantastic opportunities for young people, young girls, young men, young women that are less happy with their career path to come and change it. We're, we're going to do even more, but if anyone wants to join and come along, we are now interviewing people to, to join that course, and you will get paid with, by the government the whole time. So you, can, you, know, you, can re, you should really leave your job and focus on that. That's all paid. And again, the reason I started that is because I was given that opportunity, you know, many, 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 many years ago, 25 years ago as well. So I'm very eager to see if we can try to, to pull that through here in Gibraltar for the younger. My belief is that Gibraltar, the Gibraltar campus, mm. right, which doesn't mean just Gibraltar, it's here, it's the south of Spain, maybe mm. Morocco, can become a hub for high-tech. So right now, even if you want to bring high-tech companies here, mm. you don't really have the people, you don't really have the stuff, the competent hand, the competent minds that can work, right? But if you do do that, there's no place of work. Mm. So things need to come kind of in parallel. So we want to start with the basics, which is just the infrastructure that anyone has in his office, which is Microsoft. Mm. And then gradually we can do front-end and then we can, maybe you can mm. do development. And I've seen also the university started to do something like that. So I think there's a lot of things that need to mm. come together. But I think that the goal and the vision for Gibraltar is to be some kind of a tech hub and going forward. There's no, no reason not to do it. And again, mm. it doesn't need to be just chip. It can be the whole campus. Mm. That's something I'd love to see. And if I can chip in my little bit in, that's part, that's part of what we do, just a little bit beyond work. The government of Gibraltar has recently issued a command paper on the draft bill for a new gambling act. Uh, what's your early take on its content? 
couple of things. A, I have to admit, I've not gone through all of it yet. I've just, again, myself only came back from a, from a very nice vacation with my friends. But for the early take the, and some of the things I understand are the following. A, market has moved forward. Right. The gambling industry is not the gambling industry of 10 years ago and certainly not of 15 and 20 years ago. And when it started, technology has considerably moved forward. Cloud, you know, it's kind of replacing more and more on-prem, etc. And there are many more, you know, factors that have changed and moved forward in terms. And I think it's very good. I think it's fantastic that the regulator here is adapting the regulation into that future look of where the industry has gone and is going to. And it's very, very important. The regulator will always stay you know, one step ahead or at least in line with the industry moving forward. And a lot of the changes that you see in this new regulation has to do with it. Obviously, there's more, say, order in how they do things. There's more structure in how they do things because a lot of things you, know, you learn gradually as you move forward. Mm. And again, that's just kind of the first take Mm. on what I've seen in the regulation. So obviously we welcome it mm. and we think, you know, it's, it's another good step moving forward mm. in that sense. On the subject of regulation, laws and regulation around responsible gaming, what is Playtech doing in this area in particular? Responsible gaming is a very important and material topic for us and it's part of almost everything and anything and everything we do. It's not just in the business and how we run the business. It, it starts with the technology, with the product, with the planning. Mm. We have some very important, not a marketing session, but we have some very important uh, products that come and deal specifically with responsible gaming. And part of our job is to make sure that we stay leaders in mm. that terms. We have, a, we have a thing called Bed Buddy which is very smart and AI, you know, smart algorithm that runs together on the product, on the platform. And the whole purpose is to try to identify cases that need to be handled. And it needs to do it in a smart way where you can mm. keep running your business while running the best responsible gaming. In that sense, we see regulators going more and more towards responsible gaming. And as the industry develops and moves forward, it becomes a material part of what you do and how you do. And our goal always is to stay in that lead. We work very closely with regulators worldwide, mm. and we always try to make sure that we stay at least one step ahead of it and that we work with the, with the operators, with mm. our partners, on making sure that they stay one step ahead as well. Okay. We touched on leadership a bit earlier on in the interview. In your opinion, what makes a good leader? Wow, that's always, always the, they used to say the million dollar question, now probably it's a billion dollar question. Yeah. But um, again, my belief that to be a really good leader, you need, you need a few things. One, you need to have the passion and love what you do, right? You need to always aim for excellence. Don't accept less than that, right? And you need to make sure that you work hard. Even if you're a genius and you can get excellent with very little work, so what? Work harder, get even better than that. Right? Don't go for the 100, go for the 110, right? And to build a really good business, you need a very strong team with you. Get the best people you can. Each of them, look them in the eyes. Each of them should be able to replace you in a couple of years. And if they are, and if you empower them, you will have the best business going forward. That's, that's my take. That's how I run the business all the time. In parallel, I'll have to look at the business. I'll have to look in the industry. I'll have to see or say, what's the trend? Where the industry is going? What should you do going forward in the business? And take those decisions, take those, you know, the, the learning of what you think the industry will go to and make sure the business go in that direction. Believe in that. Convince everybody. Mm. 
obviously you can always tell them what to do and they have to do it, right? But mm-hmm. if you convince, there's much more tech into it. There's mm-hmm. much more passion into it, right? Lead by example. I do a yearly uh, meeting where I show top managers in Playtech where the trend is. Mm. Not only that, now I can also show them what the trend, you know, the, you know, mm. the trend that we believe that we're going to be four and five and mm. six and ten years ago and show them how we played correctly by the trend and where we have not. Right. We made mistakes and we should correct. Mostly we have. And where the trend is the way we see it going mm. forward and what we should do. Mm. And this is the reason why we should do it. Mm. Right? And that's an important part of what you do. If you make sure that you get the best team around you, and they all believe in in the goal and the way forward. That's it. You have you have you have the business going forward. Okay. Talking of trends, then from where you're sitting, what do you forecast for the industry as a whole over the next five ten years? What are the things to look out for? I think there's a couple of very important trends where the industry is going and how it's going. A lot has to do with you know with regulation and regulatory. So we talked about it. The markets keep on regulating. Regulated markets are harder than dot com. Right, that are harder to operate technology-wise, mm. working-wise. There's lots of regulation within that, but they also pose an opportunity. And in fact, every time a market regulates, mm. it's a bigger and better opportunity for Playtech because then we can be a market leader in that sense. Because when a market regulates, it resets mm. all the work. Everybody that working there are out, and then you need a license to go in. And that's our opportunity to do it. So if you go over the different markets that have regulated in the last couple of years. You've seen that actually in each and every one of them, we go in one of the first and we start to dominate that market. And that's a key reason for the success and for the growth that you can see in Playtech in the last couple of years. And it's exactly what we intend on keep on doing going forward. There's still a few more years of regulation coming. COVID has expedited. Just as it is done in, for e-commerce, mm. and you've seen Amazon and some of the other companies really burst into growth, mm. right? You see that also in gambling because a lot of the gambling is still land-based. But when land-based is shut down because of COVID, mm. then a lot of them say, hey, actually, online is not it's not a nice-to-have business. It's not going to make me another 10 20%. It's mm. actually a zero to 100 mm. in that sense. So all of them are pushing to get online, and we see more and more regulation, and we see more and more huge businesses coming from retail asking to go online, mm. and we see that trend continue for the next couple of years. And it just pushed it forward, mm. which obviously is, is excellent for our business. Okay, thank you. Last question. It's one that I ask every leader I meet. Uh, what's that one business lesson that you wish you'd learned sooner? Oh, wow. <laughs> I don't, yeah. Actually, when I look backwards at things, I'm, uh, I'm happy. I'm happy. There's a lot of things. Obviously, you always learn. You always need to get better. There's always things you should, you know, I wished I knew when I was 20 or when I was 30, you know, when I was 40 or when I'm today, which is close, close to 50. And, but if there's one thing I would tell you is, you know, always get more and more information. The more you take educated decisions based on information, you can know where the market is going, where the trend is going. And when you think you know, when you believe, you know, it's beyond think, when you believe that you know where the market or the industry is going, hit hard on it. Don't waste time. Go move as fast as possible. Thank you very much. There you have it. Thank you for listening to the GFSB Business Podcast this week. I really hope you've enjoyed it. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you're listening from. I'd like to thank my guest, Shimon Akkad, this week from Playtech. Thanks again to the Gibraltar International Bank for sponsoring and to Matthew Davies for the sound production. See you next week.